Okay, the podcast is back for another week, the end of the midweek game week. Um, we talked a lot about rotation, and it did happen, and pretty badly at that. Um, so, yeah, green arrows all around, I want to say. Uh, I don't know if I hit a green arrow. I, I haven't even honestly yeah, checked. It was that bad of a green arrow. I didn't bother checking. Okay, I had I actually I had a very slight green arrow with thirty eight. So let's see. Sorry, pulling it up. I got a green arrow up to four hundred and thirty four k overall no, rank. I I had a red total arrow. points. Mm-hmm. I think I well, went anyway, fifty k. I was at four fifty, and I think I went to five hundred. Five hundred. I'm well, small green arrow to one point two, but I think it was a pretty. Pretty good week. I had Castagna clean sheet, big differential. And then a huge, huge one transferred in Huangi Chan for that beautiful 10-pointer. Um, and then I think elsewhere, everyone pretty much died, apart from Mbermo, who also literally died. Um, <laughs> His ankle blew <laughs> up, mate. He's yeah. stepped on a landmine. Yeah, so yeah. every, every transfer I brought in the past three games, which has got injured, and I got them out straight away. Mm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's been a pretty horrific one for for injuries, especially on your end, Thomas. You had Eze, then in Burmo. Who else is it? Well, it was Matoma to start, and I had him for two Matoma games. Matoma as well, yeah. And he got benched mm-hmm. for one of the game weeks. Then he got injured. Then I got Eze. Then I got him Now I'm on to Palmer, which I, I honestly am not too hyped about. Just I, I do mm-hmm. think he's a very, very good asset, just simply for his price, but yeah, I'm expecting a lot of three-pointers, uh, three-pointers. Also, I saw somewhere, Pierce, I don't know if you can speak on this a bit more, but I saw somewhere that he he came into the eight position. Um, against yeah, uh, it, yeah. when he, he started out in the eight, it was really weird that he went to the 10, and then he started playing a little bit of right. He was, to be honest, I mean, our midfield is shambolic that entire game, so no, nobody was really in their position, let's be honest. But, yeah, he was in this weird eight where Enzo was almost a little bit more advanced than him at times. And then towards the end of the game, Enzo was basically playing the six and he was at the 10. And it was just, yeah, it was awful. Yeah, I, I think but he's Paul... usually with, with, with Gallagher coming back from suspension, it'll be Gallagher playing that like pressing 10 where yeah. we do that for like in the box area where we can get a man up in the midfield and Palmer kind of swings out wide to the right wing. That's yeah, usually I, what happens. I but do that think... didn't happen against Manu. I do think Gallagher is important for Palmer to do well, just because he's a workhorse. Uh, it, it does mean there's yeah. less, less for Palmer to do in the middle of the park. But He's literally uh, like the white Conte. He is the Tesco Conte in a way. He actually yeah. has an unreal engine. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I do like but Gallagher. It's, also, yeah. it's weird that like we spent $200 million on two midfielders and the system's built around Connor Gallagher. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know what else to say. Like um, that is just. That's, but yeah, but I think I think that's I think that's a I think that's a compliment on Gallagher to be honest. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't take that as an insult to the other. He guys, was almost. Like, I mean, let's not let's not forget he was almost gone last January, yeah. back to Crystal Palace, and he yeah, has yeah. persevered to being basically Chelsea's most important player at this point in the season. So yeah, that's yeah. no, definitely a compliment on him. Like he he could easily have fallen out favor and he's really forced his way into, into the setup, which is good for him. But now other than that, I mean, yeah, we were halfway through it. So let's get onto it. Obviously in Burma scored a goal and he's injured again or well, not again. He is injured. 
and a very, very, you know, important FPL player. Pretty much everyone has him in their teams. How are you guys looking to replace him? I already did replace him with Palmer. Um, Palmer was going up in price, but it wasn't even that. Like, I don't think the price has really forced me into it. But um, I've got two free transfers, and I'm actually looking to possibly do three, uh, take a minus four. And Palmer's just he, it's just too cheap for having someone that plays pretty much 90 minutes is very, very important to the Chelsea attack. Is gonna tick along likely, especially if he does get his penalties and stuff. Like if he gets two penalties in the next 10 game weeks, like I'd say it's probably gonna be successful rather than having him. Um which you could probably see two penalties, maybe. And he's gonna be a I mean, he, he scored his first play. he scored his first open play yeah. goal or whatever you want to call it. So yeah. So I I mean Palmer, even if he does bad, it's all right because I, I really need the funds um for my defense and for upgrading Ferguson. So I'm fine I'm yeah, I'm fine with it. Um yeah. I think he's, Aside he's a from, solid option. It's as, a bit boring at this point. Everyone's gonna have him, but I also really yeah, don't rate I don't rate Everton away. I mean I've been saying for mm-hmm. a few game weeks that I think Everton's a really tough fixture and it's kind of why I stayed away from Newcastle guys mostly. I have no Newcastle guys on my team. Um, I was waiting basically. Um, I was possibly going to get Isak, but I was waiting for that Everton fix to be done with because I wasn't too hyped about it. Um, but now I'm not mm-hmm. even sure about Newcastle because it is tough. They're just very, very uh, thin squad and still got UCL this midweek. So, <clears throat> I mean, I going back to to Palmer, I, I did the exact same thing. I, I brought him in before the price rise. Not again, same thing. Not because of the price rise, but. I just couldn't see myself really going any other avenue, like even with information. Like the problem is, is with the other options, I just really, really was not a fan of them. And I, I just think when you're not a fan of anything really in particular, you just got to go with that cheap 90 minute penalty guy who plays for a good team. Like it's really, really simple, um, yeah. simple, but boring. Um, I think the other, I mean, yeah. the other one that you could probably speak on is definitely playing. But for, mm-hmm. for me, I've got 7.4 in the bank if I get rid of Mbwemo. But one that mm-hmm. really stands out to me out of all the, I guess, mid to average midfield options is Foden, a 7.5 mil. Mm-hmm. I think he no, sure. I think he is going to absolutely smash it against Luton this week, uh, this weekend. And then he's got Palace, and he's got a blank, and then he's got Everton and Sheffield. And it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like he's particularly a part of that pep roulette we are, we're used to seeing. So I think he mm-hmm. could be, if you have the cash, definitely, but I'm point one away from being able to afford him and I just can't, which is very unfortunate. Yeah, no, Foden is an interesting one. I, I I have to say he's, I can't I can't really tell what category he fits into because he's just been sort of picking up one goal this season. So I'm not sure if he's someone this season who's explosive or if he's someone who just ticks along. He kind of just fits into neither. And yeah, Luton away, um, and Palace at home. I mean, Rodri's back. That's obviously massive for him. And then they have a blank. So when it comes to City guys, it's kind of, if you've, you've got to have a good bench, you just got to have a good bench because game week 18, you're going to have to put them on your on your bench. So yeah, he is an option. And obviously you said Huang as well. Huang, another interesting one. I brought him in this week just because I love his fixtures. But if you were to make the argument, I mean, to make the argument for him, I think Wolves are a really underrated side. They've got really, really good fixtures. And he's playing as a striker, you know, with Cunha, who Cunha as well. I think he's a really good player, um, really creative and really opens up space for Huang. Uh, 
Um, and Huang, obviously this season, his finishing has just been unbelievable. Finds himself in good spaces too. Um, but to, to make the argument against it, he goes away for the Asian Cup after game week 20 and he's on four yellow cards. So you've basically got five fixtures um, of him being around, of which he may get booked and missed one. So you're kind of maybe kind of playing with fire a little bit. So I think he probably goes into a bit of the Foden category as well of maybe he'll take a, he'll probably take a long while, you'd think. But there's that blank fixture there that you've just got to keep an eye out. Or for Huang, you've just got to get rid of him. And I think that's the one to keep in mind with Son as well. And actually the African boys as well, because both Salah as well is going to be off. So Salah, Son, Huang, I'm going to have to take a, you know, a minus four minimum if uh, when the Asian Cup starts slash African Cup of Nations. So definitely uh, kind of a tough one to manage. Yeah. I also think if you were going to do it, this is the week where he'd burn me at home as the best picture of the next mm-hmm. six. So, um, mm-hmm. Exactly. Probably, the ship has probably sailed, but he is a generally good option. Um, he's also a really cheap guy, so he is somebody you could bring in just to open up funds if that's what you're trying to do and you don't want to go after Palmer. You know what? I actually mm-hmm. think him and Palmer are probably have pretty close to, uh, points tallies by the end of game week 19 or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say Palmer's fixtures are definitely better, but um, yeah. Well, and Quang has penalties possible. as well on top of that, I forgot to mention. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say, because I before I was worried, I had Mboimo and Haaland, so I wasn't going to bring in any more City guys. But now that Mboimo's gone, um, Haaland's my only guy blanking in game week 18. And I'm not going to lie, we, we know for a fact, we've seen it over season after season, that when City do lose, and they do lose in an embarrassing way. Not embarrassing way, but you know what I mean. They get properly beaten. Mm-hmm. They come back strong, usually, and especially against mm-hmm. the easy teams. And, I mean, I yeah. can see this Luton. I, I, I've been watching Palace lately, and especially without Eze. Who else is injured in this Palace squad? Uh, someone else is out, isn't it, aren't they? But, anyway, Palace have just been very, very mediocre lately. Um and I, I really back that to be like a 3 4 nil. Um And expecting Luton mm-hmm. to probably be something similar. Um, and then they got Everton away, which is tough, but realistically, they'll probably still do quite well. Um, and then Sheffield at home, which is obviously the best fixture you can get at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm highly debating bringing in Julian Alvarez for Ferguson, um, which is an odd one because I'm not super, super confident in minutes. It, he does play. Um He's been. I don't think he's been benched in a while. Um, if I'm going to look at it, he hasn't been benched. He started every game, and oh my god, he started. He started every game of the season. Sorry, <laughs> um, but yes. he's 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 come off maybe three or four times. Like he's playing a lot more than we kind of expect. He plays usually to the 80th minute. He's had a few 56, 67s, um, and he's not been very involved lately. But the numbers are still pretty solid. Um, I'm kind of expecting him to turn turn up and you know show a bit better form that like he did at the start of the season. Um, and I feel like Julian Alvarez is very very good at playing against the poor poor sides because he's someone that operates well in tight spaces and finds good good pockets to basically run into, um, which they're going to need badly. And he's also someone that that Pep can rely on in a heavy fixture run just because he's young and he's very fit. Like we saw many times this season where people were benching him and stuff and he was returning, coming back from international break. So um, he, I'm highly debating it, but there's a lot of lot of good options. I mean, like I could just get Watkins back in in time for his game week 18 fixture against Sheffield. Like 
But maybe I do Alvarez for the next two and then bring in Watkins. But then I'm missing the Alvarez Sheffield in game week 20. So it just, it all just doesn't really line up. But I'm going to have to make a tough decision at some point um, to replace Ferguson because I don't think I can keep. Well, yeah, in, in your case, in your case, I think, yeah, the City forward slot is better than maybe midfield just because. I think there probably are more nailed options in midfield that are better than Foden. Whereas I think in the forward slot, Isaac, you know, we're sort of seeing he's not really, he's more of a whole, he's not a, he's a don't buy, don't sell. Um, Darwin is probably a don't buy, don't sell. And yeah, and then obviously Watkins would fall back into maybe a buy and then you're looking at a third option. So yeah, he's definitely falls into that category. But yeah, into other sort of, um, and Burma replacements. I think another interesting name would be uh, Garnacho at 4.7. You know, I could say McTominay, obviously 4.9, but I think McTominay only really benefits in games which United like dominate. And just because it, it allows him to pick up the spaces in the box when he is like can be absolutely lethal, you know. I think he is a really clever player in finding space in the field when um when it's not there, especially because he's so tall and uh He's basically has so many different avenues to scoring goals because he's six foot four, so he's really aggressive at corners, wins headers like they got always scored against Chelsea. But I just I don't think he he gets in those positions unless United absolutely dominate, which I'm kind of surprised they did against Chelsea. Um, but I think Garnacho is a lot safer long term. Like he should, he's starting, he's a starter right now, and as long as he's starting and playing ninety minutes, even if that's for four or five games, for a four point seven winger who's you know, pretty good. I think you can do that. And let's say he loses a spot. He's 4.7. You can sit on, sit him on your bench and it's not a problem. So I think he's, he's potentially quite a, quite a fun option to to just have have around. And then if a problem comes and you can't get rid of him, he's just sat on your bench and it's not an issue. He's yeah. honestly not that bad. His next five fixtures are against Bournemouth, Liverpool, West Ham, Villa and Forest, which and can just I mean, even after that, they're class. Like, yeah, yeah just bench him in those tough games, and uh, yeah, and he should still be around after. Like, he obviously could fall out the team, but I think he's very much a starter ahead of Anthony right now, ahead of Rashford right now. Even if Rashford comes back, it'll probably be for Anthony, not for Garnacho. So he should be fairly safe. I yeah, agree with that. I also I do. This is a tougher one because he's partially injured, um, but I I do really rate Doku just as an FPL asset when he is playing. Um, mm-hmm. And he should be coming back, I think, for this weekend. It might be for next week just because of the quick turnaround. But um, I haven't looked into specifics on Twitter and stuff about that. But I really like Doku. So if that's like something that opens up, I think him over the next four game weeks could be very good. It's just the rotation that you, you're kind of just chucking one. you, you got to pick someone and pray to God. Because I, I, I think Bernardo is a half-decent option at the moment. He's putting up solid numbers. He's 6.4. Doku's 6.7. Foden should be a good asset over the coming weeks. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a ton of guys that you could get. It's just it, the the margins are very thin, and it's usually has nothing to do with them themselves, and more so the manager. Um, mm-hmm. But I like Garnacho. I would be I would be all over that because Rashford has been poor. He's been he's been dropped like, for good reason, um, and Anthony's not very good. So there is a lot of reason for Garnacho to be playing. Uh, but I would do it if United were a bit better. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, obviously, you can say if United were a bit better, but they're still, say, you know, they're still sixth. And he's a 4.7 winger. Like, 
you know, there's, there's a huge margin for error there. He needs to get like one goal in four for that to be valuable as a 4.7 asset. And can Garn actually score one in four? You'd back him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I do think it's fair. And like you said, you can bench him. Um, yeah. But yeah, if, if honestly, in my opinion, Julian Alvarez is probably the most safe guy to pick out of those midfielders and forwards. That's mm-hmm. not Holland. Um, so if people are interested, well, just to throw like, another, just to throw a final name in there. I talked about him a bit last week. Yeah. Now the last name I had was uh, Brennan Johnson. So I mean, if you look across his last four games, he's sort of averaging around zero point five xGi per ninety, and he's still getting ninety ninety, uh, eighty three. So, I mean, he's clearly trusted by Ange, honestly. Like he, and he's not even been the one being subbed off for Richie. So, yeah, it's clearly... Uh, like, they, they subbed Richie on for Hoiberg last game. So, he's he's actually pretty well liked by Ange. Trusts him, suits his system. And especially when Son's off his game like he was against, um, against West Ham, I think they really, really expect the wingers, him and Kulusevski, to really be our creative. So especially those home games. Like Son has really struggled against deep blocks in home games. So a lot of the emphasis goes on Brennan Johnson and Kulzewski. So he's very cheap. 5.8, I think he's a good option. Yeah. I actually, I, I really I really think like, I I see the whole Richie situation. Like I, we expected that to go quite well, didn't we, Tom? Like we expected Richie to be a good striker for an Ange, Ange system. Um, he's good. He's good at operating spaces. He's a good presser. Um and he he runs he runs a lot, which a striker in that setup really has to do. And, and Son's brilliant at it. Um, but I wish I wish they'd do like a bit of more of a combination thing between Son and Richie, where Son and Richie kind of alternate between the left wing and the striker at certain times in the game, because it would make it a lot more difficult for those defenses. Because I, f- I find with Son they, it's easy. Like if they if they sit low like West Ham did, like they're happy to to let him run off into the middle of nowhere because. He's just running into into the byline basically, and not not actually getting in anywhere because there's no space to go. Yeah, um, and it, a very interesting, a very interesting idea that Spurs. I think I would like to see them try or at least Ange's against these sort of uh, weak, you know, deep blocks as you say at home. So they really struggle getting Son in the game. What would be kind of interesting is Richie at striker, and then you play Son in the sort of Madison role and really try and get him mm-hmm. in the ball more. Um, you know, Son. Oh, he, he still is, you know, a very good player in tight, tight spaces, still very creative, and he runs on the ball, good long shots. And he, you know, they, Lacelso has been good, but I think they, that is just such a key position in Ange's setup that I think you, you can really kind of force your best, your best attacking player to, mm-hmm. to sort of go in there. So I think that's definitely one option that I'd like to see Ange try. Yeah, I, I would recommend it, but I think. I think Richie's having all sorts of issues. I, I, I know he's like, I, yeah, he's not, he's not forced. We, we're just we're low key Richie fans, but yeah. I think he's not forced his way into the team at all. He doesn't deserve no. to start. No, not yeah. at all. Um, based on performance, I, I wouldn't play him either. But it, mm-hmm. you know what you're kind of getting from him, and he seems to have all these mental issues and whatnot. These this year, and like he's just mm-hmm. not. He basically just isn't in the right in the right headspace, but. Um, I, I imagine that this that will change over the next six months. I think Spurs fans will slowly really appreciate Richie, especially when Son probably ends up getting injured at some point, um, and they're going to have to rely on him. Um, they're really going to have no well, choice. Talking of the Son injury, yeah. Talking of Son injury, 
<clears throat> we did see the clip on Twitter that I think it was FPL Focal shared, and he was sort of looked a bit angsty on the side with about maybe his ankle or something. So I think there is potential. I think there is potential that he's injured for the weekend. I think Son in his post-match kind of sort of wrote it off and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. But I think we'll have to wait to see from Ange. But I can't imagine Ange really giving anything away. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully Saturday morning, maybe we hear something that Son maybe not travelled. Um, actually, they're at home, aren't they? They're at home. So I don't know if we'll ha- we won't get anything. Um, okay, so, Sunday, also, so, yeah. Tom, I do want to shout um, Mohamed Kudus out as a, as a really good option as well. He's at 6.6. And I like him as I'm. I'm hesitant to bring him in, in fantasy just because I'd like to see a bit more. Um, I think the yeah. fixtures the fixtures are a bit iffy. Fulham and Wolves are not. Yeah, I agree. Even though fixtures. they're even though they're like a two on the FDR, they're really not mm. a two. Um, yeah, and then they got United at home, Arsenal away. So I, I'm probably gonna stay away. But and I just mm-hmm. don't really like West Ham for attacking stuff really. Um, yeah. But he is a sensational football player, um, and he kind of he's one of those guys that makes the most out of chances. Um, he'll be very, very involved, and it seems that Moyes is basically throwing all his trust into him because he's playing. He's a ninety-minute man now, um, mm-hmm. especially when when Bowen was out, he turned up, and so like they feel they can rely on him. Um, so he is yeah. definitely an option if people are you know feeling rowdy. That's a really yeah. interesting differential. No, he's definitely worth a shout. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I have to say, I agree. Agree, fixtures aren't easy, aren't easy. Uh, so I probably would stray away. And then Gordon, we didn't even really mention Gordon, but I think now that I think Newcastle are kind of interesting because I think there's easily a way to triple up on them now. I mean, you got Dubravka, I've currently got Isaac, Livermento. Yeah, um, I've got triple Newcastle. So when there's an easy way to triple up on Newcastle, I think it's Gordon is really good. I really, I honestly, I do really like him, but. I think it just seems like there's a bit of rotation coming with them. Like Gordon's just played an insane amount of football recently, playing mm-hmm. midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend, constantly. And he's a young kid. Like I, I just can't see. Like how old is he, Thomas? 21, 20? Gordon, twenty-one. Oh, twenty-one. Yeah. You know, he's no, no, he's twenty-two. Well, they just have Isaac, Almiron, and Gordon for a front three yeah. now. Yeah, Gordon's yeah, older. He's, still, he's, old, yeah, like, he's older than people think. Yeah, he's twenty-two. He's played played a lot of football. He was playing in the summer. Yeah. He was playing for the yeah, under twenty-ones. Uh, he played a lot of football in that. So, yeah, it does, I thought he, I actually thought he was quite bright at the weekend. He still had a few really good chances. Um, but yeah, I feel like maybe he's a hold for a little bit until game week twenty-three. Yeah, um, right now but, for me, I have him starting over Cher, and I brought Cher or. Sure, I think he's a he's a don't buy, don't sell for me. Like, of yeah. course, if you have him, buy him. But I don't know if I would buy him. I looked at him over Palmer, but it wasn't convinced enough. Uh, fixtures, mm-hmm. fixtures definitely swung me Palmer's way. I have to say before before we possibly move off the midfielders, I really don't think this is like a piss take of a shout. Um, but Dwight McNeil is actually putting up some ridiculous performances, and the mm-hmm. numbers are there. Currently this season, he's on 0.5 XG per 90. Um, so he's got one... Oh, no. Yeah, he's got... Wait, sorry. Pulling it up. But he's got 0.17 XG per 90, 0.33 XA per 90, 1.81 key passes per 90, and 2.29 shots per 90, which is 
it's two shots and yeah. two key passes in a, a game is very very solid. And I mean, if you just watch Everton play, you can see how important he is to just creating dangerous chances. The fact that we have Dom and Beto as well basically tells you that uh, that DC, I mean, DCL, McNeil is going to be our primary uh, creative threat throughout the entire team, just because mm-hmm. he is the best crosser on our team and he's always looking to cross the ball. Um, but recently, he's been coming inside a lot more, which is like super interesting because he's he's so one footed that I just like you can never see him going across goal like to his right foot. But he come it's really weird because when he dribbles, he likes to come inside now and like make it look like he's running at the defender and possibly going right, and then just takes it on his left every single time. If you saw the goal this weekend, um, he he literally got the ball on the left wing and took it straight to the center of the park and then just put it back onto his left and smacked it. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been very very impressed with Dwight McNeil, especially under Sean Dyke. I mean, under Frank Lampard, he was. Like honestly, a Sunday league player, but I don't blame Dwight McNeil for that. I blame Frank Lampard for how useless the manager is. Um, and I knew that when Sean Dyke came in, it would definitely be an improvement. But my God, it's been far, far better than I've expected. So if you're really feeling rowdy, he's a decent option. But the Everton fixtures are tough. Uh, but I do. Yeah, think I was gonna, that was the one thing I was going to point out. I don't think we're a team. I really, I, I, I completely agree. Really. Really good. I really think he. I watched that Newcastle game. He was very, very impressive, and mm-hmm. he's super Sean Dyer. Like just honestly, he, every time he gets the ball, he just chucks it into the box, which is quite, which is quite fun to see. Because I think from a fan perspective, that's kind of what you want to hear in your head. Like when a when a winger has the ball in the wing, you just kind of think to yourself, like get in the box, get in the box. He just does that every time. It's quite enjoyable. But I do agree. Like those fixtures: Chelsea, Burnley away, Spurs away, City, Wolves away, Villa. Spurs City, just it's just the horrible, horrible fixture. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but I have to say um, though, I don't, I don't think we're a fixture specific team. I think we're we're generally um, fixture, not fixture proof, but I, I, I think we play better against some teams that are better than us because it simply plays into our style of play. Um, mm-hmm. Especially with guys like Dwight who can counter quite well and just play good long balls. Um, so. Yeah, I, I don't think it's bad, yeah. but I do think there's better options out. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, okay. I mean, I guess another sort of interesting talking point who I want to talk about, Kieran Trippier. Pierce, do you have him? No, thank God. No, no. Okay, so I think Trippier, I mean, I, I always look at him because I've got money in the bank and he is always the one guy I look at while I have money in the bank to try and fit in. But he's just weird where like, Especially this weekend, he's got Spurs away, and he just had a stinker against Everton. Like he he basically cost Everton two goals uh, by just uh, honestly sloppiness, tiredness, whatever you want to call it. And now he's got Spurs away. You know that's a game I don't want to bring in Trippier on a minus four, especially. And then after that, he's got Fulham at home, Luton away, Forest at home, and I'm just wondering if he gets benched in any of these. So. I mean, with a benching on the cards or a suspension on the cards, because he's also on four yellows, it kind of is like, do I bite the bullet and just do it, or do I wait it out? It's kind of a kind of a frustrating one. I yeah. think he's more of a hold at the moment until at least game week eighteen. I think people will probably get him because that's the week that City have the blank, right? It's game week eighteen. I think that's where you'll probably see a lot of people get him. I think that's when I'll probably end up getting him as game week 18. Because that you'll have that excess Holland cash. And he's what, a seven mil defender. 
he's that type to play Luton for well. Well, no, you just play. bench Harlan that week. You don't sell him. Oh yeah, yeah. If you want to, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm actually in agreement with. Well, I I'm in agreement with you, Tom. I you mentioned um, right after the game that it seems like this would be a decent option for him to get bench. And at first, I was like, no, because it's Trippier. Then I saw the two goals happen, and especially with the amount of football they play, the amount of football he's played, I think you, as as a manager, you see someone like individually put up that bad of a performance, or, or not even that bad of a performance, but you know, two really sloppy errors, um, and also having a Champions League fixture just around the corner that is incredibly important for qualifying. I think you could probably just walk up and say like. I need you to just go home and take a break for three days. Um, come back on Monday morning. And Can we'll you afford to... that for a game like Spurs away? I, I do, yeah, because I, I I think Lewis Hall is a good left back. No, he yeah. can he can he can substitute there quite well, and then Livermore will play right back. Um, and I really don't think Eddie Howe is going to be like there's a huge drop. I mean, there is a huge drop off because Trippier is almost pretty much a world class player, but um, it's doable. And I think it's like the circumstances that they're in, especially with just like having to need a win in the Champions League. And that's so important. Like you, you can risk one Premier League game. I suppose, I mean, Newcastle know they're not going to be pushing for the title this year, likely, especially with Europe. Um, so like they'll, they'll still be in with a shout in Champions League, even if they were to lose this game. So I'd imagine they, they definitely want to prioritize the midweek Champions League game. Um, so mm. I, if, I, if I was a Trippier fan, I'd literally bench him. Um, but yeah, actually maybe not because if he do, if he did get benched, I don't think he'd come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Yeah, you'd expect that. Although I don't know, maybe he would come on if they're holding out a one 0 lead. You yeah. would sub on, you know, your captain. Yeah. Um, but the, so the kind of mistakes sense. that Trippier made were what you call like leggy tired mistakes. Like yeah, it exactly. wasn't even exactly. it wasn't even like like oh this guy's an awful player. It's just like what the hell just yeah. happened. No, exactly. Like if that's if that's like Emerson Royale doing that, everyone's saying, "Oh my god, yeah. you're rubbish." Whereas when Trippier does it, you're just like, "Wow, this guy." Obviously, sloppy from whether it's you know overplaying, you know tiredness, everything we just said. So you you know how often do you see those mistakes from Trippier? I think honestly, in his whole career, never. He's on. He's one of these guys who is like the most. You know, it's the consistent seven out of ten performer. So when he starts putting in a bit of a clangor, you have to start start taking notice yeah um and i think eddie house probably should be like it's, it's fine just take a break um mm-hmm. yeah i, I was because i was looking to get trippy back in because obviously he's racked up a decent amount of points while we haven't had yeah. him he got i mean he had that zero pointer i got rid of him right right after he got the 10 points got a zero pointer um and then he got nine, then got one, one, and then 12. So I'd say he, we probably lost out on getting rid of him, maybe. But maybe the funds helped out somewhere. But he's going to have to come in at some point. But obviously right now it's just just don't touch him. Don't go anywhere near it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's Trippier. I think, well, I mean, talking of Newcastle as well, Livermento, just want to shout him out. I think he's been, he's been really good, honestly. Like, I think he's a good FPL asset to bring in, honestly. Ahead, possibly ahead of Trippier right now. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that Spurs away game leave, but from Fulham, I think he's very much to look at bringing in Fulham, Luton away, Nottingham Forest at home through great fixtures. He looks like he's pretty nailed. So yeah, for sure, I think I really like him. I've got him, um, and yeah, would recommend him. But outside of that, 
Liverpool guys I want to talk about, two of them, Shimakas and Darwin. So first of all, Shimakas, Crystal Palace away, I'm going to hold him, obviously. And then he goes in like a really, really tough run of fixtures, which I don't really expect Newcastle. No, I don't expect Liverpool to pick up many clean sheets. I think that's when I'd possibly look at bringing in Trippier um, for Shimikas. And then Darwin as well. I think Darwin's more of a hold for me. I honestly look at these tougher fixtures with Darwin. I'm just like, you know what, bring it on. Like, I expect him to start. And he almost performs better against these better teams, doesn't he? Where like more space in behind. He he feels like more of a big game player these days than, uh, you know, your Burnleys, your whatever, your Fulhams. He always feels like he picks up the goals against the big teams. So I think I'm going to, I've got bigger issues as well to deal with. Isaac as well in striker. So Wilson's obviously on his way back. So I think for me, Darwin is just a hold. Yeah. I mean, I bit the bullet and got him in for Watkins that game with the Watkins and Wells. And I was always going to be like, if I'm going to bring Darwin in, you got to hold him for a bit. So he's not going anywhere for me. But it was a bummer not to get him against Sheffield from the start. Um, but yeah, Shimikas is a weird one. I'm fine with it for now, but he will be on his way out. But I've got other things to deal with, if I'm fully honest. I've got Matty Cash still on my team. Um, is he a problem? Yeah, yeah, I think he is. I, I think it, a really rogue... A really rogue but interesting move is to keep him just for that Sheffield game. Um, so I think it's a good move simply because that is the week that there's nothing going on midweek. Um, I, I don't think, right? It's this, They're playing on Sunday and then they got a Friday game the week after. Um, so you can probably expect him to play in that game um, if he's still a first-team player, I guess. Uh, which I do think he is, wouldn't you assume? Especially against the worst teams, like the lesser teams. You'd imagine they don't want to play concert right back. Um, so, yeah, I saw someone on Twitter shout that out today saying, like, you know, Cash could be someone you just chuck on your bench for two weeks and then pray to God he plays against Sheffield and it could be a 15-pointer. Um, which I'm all, I'm all for. That's my it. possible thinking. Yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, that's my possible thinking. I've got, it's, I think... I've got Bradway and Van Heck. So I'd have to play one of them <laughs> for the next two weeks. Um, and I love Brantway. Mm. He's been unbelievable for me. But the fixtures are tough. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And Brighton's not obviously not it defensively. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'd say, for me, my opinion on Cash, I mean, I saw FPL Villain posting that he, he wasn't going to be in his predicted 11. But he also put in his comments that he expects Cash to play against the weaker team. So... I think for me, he's on my bench anyway for Arsenal at home, so I'm happy to just leave him there and then bring him back in for Brentford and Sheffield United, you know, and really try and chase the upside of his attacking potential because we know that he's great going forward. And, you know, people are selling him as well, so I think his points are, again, more valuable than they were previously, and that always makes him a good keep. And, you, you know, you look at these fixtures, Brentford, Sheffield United, Man United, Burnley, Everton, and then Sheffield United again. It's just, I think there is a, he's an option where you, you kind of just have to keep putting him in and out. Mm -hmm. So again, having a good bench here is kind of important. Yeah. I mean, like, Brantwood saves me off my bench. I mean, I'd probably be at like one point something mill rank if I didn't have Brantwood, which is just ridiculous. Um, yeah. Actually, yeah, I as agree. well, I just really, 
I really want to point out this guy as well because I thought I actually was expecting him to get a six pointer at minimum. It, it's Pedro Porro. I mean, his numbers last game against West Ham were just ridiculous. Zero point six three xgi, and he's, he's that's not even the first time he's done that. He's been he's hit zero point six xgi three times this season, mm-hmm. and it really feels like he's going to cut a major haul is coming. All Spurs. I mean, he had, a, he had a five pointer top, so you're one off. Like. You got five, exactly. I'm sorry, yeah. you got five points. Yeah, I thought it was three, but yeah, no, exactly. Two bonus despite getting a yellow card and conceding two goals. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. He, the amount, I mean, first of all, Spurs is so attacking that he takes so many corners that that racks up his key passes, which is great for bonus. Uh, the, I mean, he takes direct free kicks, takes, um, you know, obviously crossing free kicks, and he takes so many shots. I think he took four or five shots, uh, in that game as well. It's just, He's so high up, it, a goal is coming. And yeah, it ultimately just comes down to whether Spurs keep the clean sheet, which, oh my God. you know. He, he had five shots, five key passes, Tom. Yeah. yeah, five shot, five. I mean, that's just ridiculous numbers. And really crap shots. Yeah. Still. Think, still. But still, he's, 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 I think from an FPL perspective, you, you'd, you, you want that, you know, the selfishness. Yeah, when's um, Madison back? I think he's not back till late Dece- late January. Yeah, yeah so I, I really I do think that's worth it because I think it's been very. I think Pedro Porro is a really good asset, whether Madison's in the team or not. But I think it, on on the attacking end, he is ten times the asset when Madison's out. There's been a noticeable difference in his ability to go up the pitch uh, with Madison being out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if he's out till end of January, then that's class. I, I would probably go down the Pedro route. He's someone I was possibly bringing in this week. I was kind of on the Reese James thing ahead of him. Um, thank God I didn't either of them. Um, or I guess Poro would have been a good one, but I probably would have gone with James in the end anyway. So I did want to ask Pierce, because is, is Reese James going to be starting next week? Is it, Was the bench <laughs> this week just because of his red card, or is, it, is he actually going to be ready? Uh, he came on in the second half for Kukurea. But I think it's, he also has a knee issue, so, but I don't know. I, I, you, your guess is as good as mine, mate. I, I really, really want. Yeah, I think, I'm just gonna have to. It's. I, I think. I think anywhere. he is starting because Kukurea was absolutely woeful in the first half. Yeah. So I think he probably does start him. Like I don't know why you don't play a potential world class right back in this. I mean, position. There's, there's and he's no, also captain. There's no. There's no one else that can play between Kukurea yeah. and James anyway. So that's just jokes. Kukurea is like not even half the player. Um, yeah. Yeah. But. I mean, yeah, I'd like to go down the Reese James route, but I think I'm going to wait till that Sheffield at home game. And if if he shows Reese James shows anything against Everton, I'll probably be convinced. Um, but Everton away yeah. is obviously not too good, um, as we just saw. And uh, yeah, I'd expect Everton to score, so I'm just going to stay away from Reese. But I think Poro might be. I would do Pedro Poro this week, but Newcastle at home is a really poor fixture. Um, mm-hmm. So, and yeah, I, I think I'm just going to have to wait on the defence, which is really annoying because that means my, my defence this week is going to be Van Heck, um, who does a Burnley at home, which is not awful. And then Shimikas and Gabriel, which is, it just feels so mediocre. But um, I think right now is, especially with all the rotation, just Christmas period, it's uh, it's about managing your team as safely as you can, um, keeping those two free transfers if you can, um, because they're going to be needed at some point. And also having a good bench option as well, like one or two off the bench that you know that can get you a point if someone's not playing. Like Timmy Cass, for example, last week. Yeah. The fixtures are swinging right now. Yeah. 
So because Chelsea's now yeah, coming into yeah. a really good fixture run, um, Arsenal are, are going into a pretty solid fix. Oh no, they're coming off their good fixture run. Sorry. Yeah, they're um, going into tough fixtures. So and Spurs are going into a good. Actually, one run. one final point. Um, me and Thomas, we were discussing this on the um in the chat. Going Sanchez, Robert Sanchez over Dubravka. Um, I mean, yeah. So I think I think on that point, right? When you look at it, Chelsea have ins- obviously we spoke re- at just insane fixtures for you know until all the way up until game week twenty four. Um, so he's just an insanely good asset. And the problem is, so if you want to go down the Chelsea defense. Honestly, there's just no safety. Everyone there is is open to rotation. Like even Cole will, who's playing left back, you know, Cucurella could go there. Thiago Silva, he's 39. Can he play every game? I don't know. Reese James, obviously, is just nowhere near fit enough to start all of these games. And so if you want to go safe, you want to go for Sanchez. And then you look at Newcastle and you can easily go for, you know, Livermento, who's a starter. You go for Trippier, who's a starter. You can go for Cher, who's still attacking. Um, I just think there's a lot more attacking potential from the Newcastle defence, even if you're paying a little bit more from both. Is I think it's just a lot safer for minutes than yeah. going down the Chelsea defence. You just take the Chelsea goalkeeper and a cheap Newcastle defender, and there's so much value there. Yeah, I think I think I could see two clean sheets. Minimum in the next six for Chelsea. Um, I, I even which is the, which is, I think two in the next six would be a low estimate as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I honestly, I'd be happy with two because I know Sanchez racks up the save points. So if he does get two clean sheets, mm-hmm. one of them at least will probably be with an extra save point, maybe even two. He's averaging so he's fifty saves a season, fifteen games, which is quite ridiculous. Well, um, let me like, t- let me tell you something. What? In in games he picked up clean sheets. He picked up three bonus, one yeah. bonus, three bonus. Mm-hmm. He's a you know that's from your goalkeeper picking up three bonuses. A huge, huge um, you know upside. Obviously, I think the three bonus against United came from a penalty save, but still yeah. capable of saving penalties. Which, as we know, just some even some top goalkeepers just don't really have that um, that ability to save penalties. So. Yeah, Having that is pretty pretty huge. His his save points um, is what really entices me. He's uh, Chelsea get peppered a lot. Uh, the fixtures have been much much tougher lately, um, so that mm. is part of it. Like it's still there again, six saves, six saves, seven yeah. saves, seven saves. Even when you lose your clean sheet, you're picking up seven saves. You're yeah. going to pick up a bonus. You're going to pick up three points. You're going to pick up two extra points. Like you'll take a four pointer if that's if that's what it is. Yeah, um, I, I just I just think he's a really really good option. Um, Dubravka's a good option too. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think you can go down the Livermento route pretty confidently these days. Um, Trippiers, you can even double up with Trippiers. So I don't really see the point in having um, Dubravka unless it's like desperate because you need to open up funds for something this week or next week. Um, but yeah, they're, they're both good options, but I think I'm going to go a bit different and go down the Sanchez route. He's cheap. 4.6 is cheap. Yeah, agree, agreed. So, Ariola, I think he's going to be fit, but if he misses the weekend, then yeah, I think that might have to be a minus four to Sanchez. Um, but obviously, I hope not. I'd rather just not do that. Um, yeah. 
And then, yeah, I think I have to wait until um, probably United at home. And then, so that's game week 18. And then I'll bring in uh, Sanchez. Yeah, tomorrow I'm going to have to do a very early wake up for my transfers because I need to know about Areola because yeah. I can't play with no keeper again this week. I mm-hmm. just lost <laughs> no, I agree. And then also Son as well. Son's really important. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I, I, that's actually. Yeah, genuinely, Son is actually probably more of a a headache than Ariola. I think Ariola, I'm gonna, I, I would probably guess him to start. I'd be pretty confident in that Sunday, and I think he he only just missed the game with a late fitness test, so I want to say he's fit. And then, but Son just that video, he just looked like he was rincing like real hard, and I just it just doesn't look like anything that you recover quickly from. Yeah. So. If I'm honest, I think he, yeah. I think he might be okay, but it it could be a precautionary benching and then come off the bench, um, which actually I'd be fine with. Mm-hmm. If he came off the bench, um, I, I think he could still Would be you? a return. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'd be happy to keep him though, at least, so that I could have him for next week and all that. Like if he was out injured, or even like just out for a game week, I'd be really tempted just to get rid of him for someone, and I don't want to do that. I like someone a lot. Um, so well, I don't know. If, he if said, it, he injured, said in the um, post game, he was when he was doing his uh, post game thing with, and it was a bunch of uh, presenters. Um, it was like a Sky thing or whatever, and he was basically said that he just got like kicked to the back of the. I think it was his ankle or something like that. And he just got a, a massive kick, and I think it's more of a a bruised contusion type thing where they just need it need the swelling to come down, and then he'll be okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'm no medical expert, but. <laughs> He seemed from what he was no, what he was talking about it. It was like he just got kicked really hard, and he, it's not like he he done like done a ligament or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So it doesn't sound like anything that's longer than the weekend, at least. Yeah. Like um, if I think if he was to get benched, it, I mean, if he was to be put on the side, it'd, it'd be a precautionary benching, and then he would come off come off the bench if they needed. I can't. I can't see that. I think he either starts or he doesn't. Just Newcastle at home is just very important. Obviously, on the back of was it losing four in the four in a row, Andrews, you know, under a little bit of pressure. I I don't think he's obviously yeah, under any sacking pressure, but you can't be can't really afford Son, to uh, Son, Son, if Son gets injured big time, the Andrews in big trouble. Maybe you yeah. know what? If anything, though, now's the right time to get a big Son injury. So Daniel Levy has to whip out his uh his his uh. Book, uh, what do you call it? Checkbook. <laughs> I don't think they're going to sign a striker in January, and I wouldn't. If I was Spurs, I wouldn't sign a striker because I think Brennan Johnson and Richie can both play up top um, in absence of, of Son. And as we know, buying players in January is always overpriced and usually shit. So I would stay away from mm-hmm. it if I were them, but they will have to if Son gets injured in the next two weeks or so, three weeks. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Um, I I would agree with that. Yeah, so I think that's um that's all sounds pretty good. Captaincy, right. captaincy, oh, Holland, true, Holland. true, true, true. Captaincy, yeah, yeah, I think it would be very no brainer. Yeah, unfortunately, I think he does probably fall into that category. Like, like Liverpool, who else would you take Salah versus Palace? Palace, yeah, Palace ain't easy. Yeah, obviously, two two a decent defense away from home. Walking and yeah, obviously, City back to full strength. Yeah, yeah. I, I know Luton yeah. have been Luton have been very good at home. You know, to give them full credit, they haven't made it yeah, easy yeah. for any team. Um, 
But yeah, I just don't think you can ever bet against a fully fit City team, especially on the back of a loss, having to make make right. Yeah, yeah. it could be a dangerous dangerous situation. Just take the more quality team. Um, I honestly, I actually think this would be a great week for Salah. Um, you know, Salah's one off his two hundred goals for Liverpool, and he's been like that yeah, for a couple, like couple that. game weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm expect. I mean, I assume everyone's expecting him to get that at some point, but. Yeah, I think yeah. Holland's, it's just with the whole City losing, you know, Pep's going to be freaking furious and he's going to throw everyone out there. It's not going to, there's no one going to be benched for the sake of, of tiredness or anything like that. Um, yeah, so mm-hmm. the Brentford game in game week 12, so Salah hasn't scored. More about it. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, Salah's been bang average for me. He's just got me like five, five, eight, seven points. I mean, I, I guess that's pretty decent, but for what he was doing at the start of the season, He's been pretty poor for me. For a 13.1 mil player, it's kind of eh, right now. Yeah. But he'll come yeah. into his form again. He he ebbs and flows like that. So. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, think uh, I... as Adam McLean would say, he is essential. So. <laughs> he would love that shout out. He would love yeah, that. Shout out. Shout out yeah. to the most consistent performer. In, in I think, the yeah, she so could be his first ever shout out. So yeah. big up. Big up, big McLean. Mo Clayton. <laughs> it's first first season he's playing properly, so we gotta we gotta encourage him. That's um, true, but he, and he also does have the best team out of all of us as well. one last one last question. Does does Evan Ferguson start this weekend? Because what's his name had a pretty good game for being honest. John Pedro, John Pedro yeah. is quite decent. Let's have you looked at the um the fantasy football scout? Um I have not. I honestly rarely. Right, so I just look up on Twitter and start. Um, wait, they what? They say he starts. They say he starts. Fantasy football scout. I agree, but only because it's Burnley at home. I think easy, easy fixtures. Ferguson definitely gets the nod. Um, because mm-hmm. he's just someone that can abuse poor teams in the box and all that. So, yeah, he is. He's starting. It's interesting though because I thought I really thought Jao Pedro was quite good on the week on the in midweek. I mean, on the weekend, sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, midweek, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. yeah, all right, let's cut it there.